Mariori Tefano, welcome back to a new episode. This episode is, I actually say, I really need to come up with a new one because I say every single week this is an exciting episode, but I think that all of them are exciting. But um, welcome to the show, Ewa. Um, I am really excited to get into what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get started, did you want to introduce yourself for the audience? No hia koe, ko wai koe, era mea. Kilda. From there. I didn't get to meet him though because he passed away before I died. Uh, oh, before I was born. I don't know. Um, yeah. So, what kind of mahi are you into at the moment and what are you doing? And tell us more about your pakehi and yeah. I will endeavor to uh, do my best to uh, speak English with Anakoro today. Um, so um, I run, I founded and run and facilitate within the online agency, otherwise known as Ora, mm-hmm. uh, which was a kaupapoi pakihi um, that my wife and I started in Australia, actually. Um, so despite how I sound, despite my appearance, <laughs> uh, I was actually raised in Australia. Wow. So I was raised in Western Sydney. Um, from yeah, for those who, who may know of the Rohi from uh, the regions of Parramatta to uh, to Richmond uh, out west uh, in Queer. Yeah, so um, I was in a little room, much like I'm in now, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, where so I was very much so, I would say, as many are on my real journey. All right. Uh, trying to, and it was very difficult at that time, you know, before there were this big influx of, uh, I suppose, online providers. Um, and so I, I hit a bit of a wall as to my progression mm. um, because I had done, uh, well, I suppose, in there, so I had previously done Te Tohu Paitahi, in 2014, and then I got Moke Moke. And so mm-hmm. I returned to Australia to be with my whānau again. Uh, and then from there, I just kept working on it, um, listening to, and there are some real awesome resources for those um, learning or wanting mm-hmm. to uh, improve on their, you know, their skills within te reo mm-hmm. One that I use quite quite often is Wakahuia, Wakahuia TV. So I would listen oh, yes. to, you know, Ngā Koro, Ngā Kuiwa, Ngā Koroiwa, Ni Teira. Um, and quiet. And I would say a, a lot of people will say that um, I do sound a lot older 
denying <laughs> and that's probably where it comes from so there's kuya kaumatsu so you know I wasn't lucky enough to be raised let's say um, with my kuya kuru, um being surrounded by te Māori all the time mm. so that was very much my version was I was very uh, lucky enough to to have that resource in regards to you know on YouTube listening mm. to those who in that sense sort of uh, uh, I suppose uh, fostered that side of my real um, mm. and quite, I picked up a lot of nuances and things within those kaupapa within those kōro um, but yeah, so in the you know I did hit a very big wall in mm. regards to progressing my real um, so I decided to become the resource I decided I to become that. the resource That's awesome. people so that you know, uh, for those who did hit that wall as well, oh yeah. Cool. What are some of those other resources that you used in that early um, stage of your journey? Like, were there podcasts you listened to? Were there Instagram pages you followed? Mm. Oh, absolutely. So, only I'd say, as as many of us do, a big, uh, especially, you know, for those overseas, um, Haringa was a massive, mm. was a massive, um, resource and mm. very helpful for me in, in regards to that and you know I would so within when I was in Australia a lot of my money was I was actually a driver mm. so I would drive around Poyak in Iara so I would just listen to Taringa all day every day <laughs> <laughs> and and I would say that that really did help as well um, and there are also some great free uh papa on there as well uh you know such as the kaupapa run through um uh, uh te mm. some really great ones there and for me i use them as refreshers mm. you know, so to keep up on my game um ah well, yeah and those were some of the things that i did but i would say the biggest thing that helped me was you know, I'm sure many of us, you know, we try, we try, we try, <laughs> we buy new books, we buy new things, we try and watch shows. What really helped me, and I would say has really helped those who I now teach and who mm. I now I'll guide, uh, is actually your whakaaro. Mm. Yeah. Other than your whakaaro Māori is and seeing the world in a, from a Māori perspective, oh, it's right. different. as in the actual real the language of your thoughts. Yeah, that 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 was the biggest biggest uh, step for me, mm. and you know why is because and or actually how you can sort of move into that space is just start commentating what you're doing, what you're seeing. You know, he motoka pango teira, he wahine teira, he tani teira. Where so just mm. translating or commentating what you're doing, what you're seeing. Yeah? Mm. Uh, because what that's going to do is it's going to take us process away because yeah, mm. quite often what we do is we think in English translate and then quarrel. Yeah, but if you are able to take on the information think it in te reo remove the whole step mm. that's awesome um, sometimes I my partner is doing te paitahi at the moment and so I he's often tired like at the end of the day and he like wants to revert to English and I'm like I want to learn Te Reo Māori, so 
can we look, can we speak into Del Māori? And what we found was that well, I didn't have the vocabulary to like have an argument in Te Reo Māori, so we don't argue if we're like just talking Māori because I don't know how to in Māori. So that's one tip for anyone listening in today. Um, but back to those early days of your of your business, how did you start a business? Because this isn't like an ordinary thing, you know. Like I I want to learn. I want to prosper in Te Reo Māori, so I'm going to start a business in this. So how did you start that, and and what was that journey like for you? Um, so I would say that <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, about uh, something, and I would, oh, or maybe depending upon your dynamics, yeah, but I would actually really encourage for those who, let's say are married, Mm-hmm. Uh, different if you're, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, or partners, but married definitely. Mm-hmm. I would say a really fun and exciting step for us was actually doing this as a husband and wife, mm-hmm. uh, because this, this is something we can do together. Yes, uh, you know, and for me, uh, you know, as I'm sure you would have seen in my email to Hine and Carol, I'm like, I know there are ways to send invitations. But I don't know how to do it. <laughs> so I just seen the link. Um, but you know, my wife, she is a very she's very much so a planner and she keeps this machine rolling. Um, so she, uh, you'd probably have to ask her, she's probably the one who set everything up in regards to the accounts, the business numbers, all of that. But again, that was initially started in Australia, so the process may be a little bit different over there. Mm. Um, but when we did eventually move that, um or move um, home, you know, Kaltiawani. Um, we had we had just uh, shifted it into a um, sole trader, just a sole mm-hmm. trader shop at first, uh, and then we eventually bumped it up into an LLC um, mm. business, I suppose. Um, ah, so that that's the process that we sort of went through, and I would say that was a lot easier. Mm. Uh, you know, when you're first trying to work out what you want to do. Um, as opposed to registering for a you know, brand new business, setting all of that stuff up, it's like, oh, no, nah, I want to change it now. <laughs> uh, so maybe you know, start there within a sole tradership um, and then see if it works or if it doesn't. Well, but that, that's what worked well for us. Um, but on the same thing, you know, if you really know that that is what you want to do, that's what you want to set up, I would recommend just going straight into the an LLC. Mm. Um, up in LLC, there are processes for that. I was a while ago, so Carol, I actually don't remember how I did it. Um, but we will be starting a new, a new co-papa uh, eventually. Um, ah, so when when we do that, we will definitely be documenting that. <laughs> oh, interesting. I actually didn't know much about like starting a business and stuff when I was kind of starting Maori Millionaire. Like I did have some experience. I did start a business when I was. A teenager but I didn't really understand like registering a company and everything so mine just started off straight away as an LLC and I didn't I didn't even know like what um being a sole trader meant um and things like that how did you guys manage to figure that out so what I think is really cool is if you know you guys are both able to have your strength then you guys can um the like whakatoki and in, in Pākehā that I like is um be your superpower and then let others be theirs. So if you're really good at something, you can do that. And then if your wife is really good at something, she can do that. Um, so how are you guys managing, you know, to work within your strengths and 
use those then just are you just quite straight up like I don't I'm not good at that I'm not going to do that <laughs> quite clear absolutely exactly and you know tying that into e korero so me quit absolutely I'm useless at planning don't don't leave that to me absolutely nothing will happen <laughs> um, so that all gets you know that all goes to my wife because that is truly her superpower in me is the planning of everything so she mm. plans our days she plans what we're doing me I just turn up and, yep we're off <laughs> Um, so right next to me here, to my side, is our big board. And this is pretty much my board of money. This is what I have to get to uh, get done. Right. Uh, so that's essentially what I do. And for those who may um, know a bit about horse, know a bit mm. about horses, or you ride, yeah. uh, me, myself, I don't. My wife, does. she told me the story, and she says she refers to me as a horse. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a while you're on the hoil, there's a these are points where you can just feel that the horse just wants to go. Mm. Uh, so that's what I am. Yeah? Mm. So I pass and I just wake up, bang, I'm ready to go. So what my wahina does is she just guides that. She yep. guides where I'm going, puts me in that space, and well, I'm off. Uh, so typically, my day starts at four, four a.m. I get up, go to the gym, come home. And within that space, because that creates a real high-energy, high-paced environment for me, mm. I come to my little room here. So uh, to well, for those who, who do have access to the video, um, well, this one, I can't even stretch my arm. Here's one <laughs> wall, here's the other, and here's the, here's the back. So I'm in this little cube. Yeah. And this is just my little cube of productivity. Uh, and this is my where I just run. This is just like where I absolutely run run through all of my mahi emails um but within that little space after my workout or everything's high um is where i will um sort of do my most creative work or where i need the most energy the most brain power so this is where i will do things such as recordings um anything or any particular emails that may need a bit more um being nice <laughs> uh, we have need to put more of that where I can't be so blunt mm. um, and that's so that that's all works for me and, and if I'm very the benefit of this too is there's there's nothing in here mm. uh, so I have a few books and that's up um, and because I'm a very my attention gets drawn very easily very quickly surely mm. yeah so quite often I'm sitting in here with my earphones on listening to something um, at the moment, it's a lot of uh, Alex Formosi, for anyone who's not on yes. the Um Quite a lot of Alex Formosi, uh, a lot of School of Greatness, and a lot of, uh, oh, yeah, I may have a little bit of all of that later, but mm. also a lot of Matsuaro uh, Papa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, he's awesome. I... That morning routine sounds like exactly what um I'm supposed to do and what I'm working towards doing. So at the moment I'm trying to like increase these like positive habits, like um exercising every day and and doing this um huarahi. But it's definitely not something that I grew up doing. How did you start 
doing this 4am morning routine and like what got you started and how do you keep doing that because I've tried it before and it's not easy so <laughs> what are what are your tips well yeah, absolutely absolutely that's, that's definitely not easy I'm not a morning person at all um if anything I'm I'm a late I'm a late nighter um so it's very easy for me very common for me to be up you know till midnight um well, and then wake I'm, up at 4am Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't recommend it. Definitely wouldn't recommend it. Um, but you know, in me, I still I do take naps as well. I do mm-hmm. take naps the day. Um, but I would much prefer to just sleep. Um, mm. But the issue with that being was, you know, so typically I'll I'll train for about an hour or two. Um, so, but you know, if I were to go to bed at midnight and then get up at eight to so get my full eight hours, and then go to the gym for two mm. you know it's 10 11 o'clock yeah um, and then it's lunchtime ah absolutely um where you know for me so I pretty much decided that uh, I'm just going to do it where no one else is awake as in my family because then that gives me the most time to spend with my family with mm-hmm. my girls so my wife and I we also homeschool our family awesome. um Oh, yeah, so we pretty much spend every waking hour except for those, the time I'm at the job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. How do you manage your your business and being able to homeschool in that? Is that definitely one of the benefits of being able to run a business as a husband and wife and have those those benefits for your tamariki as well? How does that go for your whānau? Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, as mentioned, I try and just leave let's say just the planning side to my wife um mm-hmm. so that she's not stuck in doing too much of the you know smaller stuff where I'm left with a few errands um like you know check emails file receipts math, math. um but it's a lot of the small stuff that ends up taking up the most time um so we will also be looking into um utilizing things such as VAs, you know, bringing other people in, facilitators within our kaupapa. Um, so then it just frees up our time to do bigger things, to do more mm. things. Right. And then the, you know, put our tamariki being that, so we teach our, and that's probably the best thing about homeschooling our tamariki. Me, I didn't do, I didn't do well in school. I did well enough um, just, to, just to get by. Um mm. But so how we teach our tamariki, which works really well for them, um, is we teach them like maths you know, through money. That's how mm. we do it. We teach them maths through money. Um, so, you know, our girls are five and six. Yeah. And so they get, for all of their chores, they get 10 cents. They get 10 cents per chore. Mm-hmm. So they have the option of using it and saving it. Yeah, so they have a the little piggy bank so they can use it to save their things. At the moment, they're saving for Barbies. <laughs> um, or they can use it, so 10 cents for like, and this may be, you know, some helpful tips for any Mato out there, for any parents. Um, so they use their 10 cents and they could either save it, spend it for 10 minutes of, at the moment, it's Minecraft, playing, yep. playing Minecraft, or mm-hmm. 10 minutes on the TV. So it's already, um, you know, we're already trying to ingrain with them. Well, one, the va- the value of money. Mm. Yeah. Initially, you have to start working for it. You have to work for everything. Mm. Um, work for everything when you start off. Yeah. And then one of them, it, it goes somewhere. 
you have you have the choice you have the option you can either save it or something later but you can use it now mm. so, uh, or you can but, invest uh, it uh, what <laughs> um so what are the books that you're reading at the moment? Or you said that you, you like um, Matua What are your favourite with him? Do you listen to him on YouTube and stuff? What are you enjoying um, with his content and what do you like about that? Ah, so I suppose at the moment, a lot of it is... <laughs> so a lot of it is actually just re-listening to things that I've found very useful. So um, a lot of it is just listening to you know, as uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mm-hmm. um, that all the time. Um, and for me, it's it was becoming conscious of am I am I actually listening to learn or am I listening just for a little dopamine hit? Mm-hmm. Um, and queer. So, mm-hmm. you know, after what I found I'm just listening to random things. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they are very useful. Um, but if you're not at that stage, like if you're at level two, so let's say you've just established your LLC or you've just decided you want to sell tradership and you set up your accounts, all of that stuff, your tax laws come out. But you're listening to something that's a level eight. Mm. That's not going to benefit you at all. You need to first fill in those little spots there. So mm. a lot of times you know, when we go through these podcasts and things, um, we'll stop, we'll stop like halfway through and we'll start again. Because we we know that after that, we're not at that stage yet. Yeah. Um and that's that's good. That's you know, it's fine if you want maybe some future um envisioning perhaps, or some future uh path making. Um but queer, it, it doesn't really uh make sense for me to listen to that at the moment. So I won't. So now I'll just go back and go over it again. Mm. I think the the real message in that is to kind of just like stay in your lane or stay at your level and then kind of I I can't remember where I heard it, but it's called what is it called um ignorance mm-hmm. debt it's called ignorance yeah. debt and we're just constantly paying that off and you know if we're skipping levels then we're going to miss out on those those extra lessons and those extra pieces of you know wisdom that will actually help us to do really well at level eight you know but if we're skipping them then we're not able to really excel at whatever level we're sitting at um awesome I love that concept about um, money and and teaching them maths through money. That's awesome. Are the are your girls liking it? Do they think it's exciting or? Ah, absolutely, absolutely. Because they get well, you know, we so we bought little fake money. Yeah, we mm. bought little fake. Money. Um, so you know, they get the the feeling yeah, of us handing them their money for their money that they're doing, yeah, for their work that they're doing. But only you know, it's all these little games mm. all these little games and that's for those who do like look through you know some of the people that we have mentioned throughout today mm. you'll notice they refer to life as a game yes. and everything is a game. there's rules to this game and part of that game that we're trying to well initially you know we, we it's an excitement for them yeah but then the second part of that will be to get them to notice, and our big girl has she's noticed that it's like a it's like a drug, mm. for lack of a term, that feeling, you know, that rush. I just got this money. I'm so mm. excited. But that's part of the trap. That's part mm. of the trap you, that you get caught in, and a lot of us do. Yeah. Um, but 
ah, so we're, we're sort of starting to get them to notice these bigger things that are also out there, uh, which I don't know that they would get if we did send them off to Kura. And there's nothing, you know, wrong with sending off a Mariki to Kura, Cape Point, mm. just not the path that we've chosen mm-hmm. for us. Wow. I'm learning so much. What other tips or, or advice would you give for maybe young people who want to um, get started in their own business or set up a lifestyle like you have um, been able to? Um, yeah, absolutely. So, now at the end, right, so this, oh, and this is really great. So I have a lot of controversial Pukaro, <laughs> uh, but they will, I'll share them once I'm, you know, big enough. <laughs> um, here, something, and and this, hopefully, you know, your listeners find this um, helpful, and but everything you hear isn't necessarily a message for you. Mm. Everything that's out there is not necessarily for you. Um, but I would say, so me, I'm sort of 50-50 in regards to things like super, Mm-hmm. Or Kiwi Save, I think they call it here. Yeah. Uh, so why I'm sort of 50-50 about it is on one side, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't plan on ever retiring. Mm-hmm. I don't plan on ever finishing work. I love work. I love to work. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that's probably difficult for people to hear. It's like, how do you come to work? Um mm-hmm. for me, again, it's a game. I, I think of, I think of it as a game. Um, you know how many people how many people's lives can i affect mm-hmm. how many people can i teach te reo to how many countries can i teach te reo to um this is all exciting this is all fun for me it's all exciting um and you know unfortunately going back to that money thing you know a lot of our not even just maori but people in general you know we get trapped we get trapped in the game and it's you know dragging or dragging a bun to work mm-hmm. you know, get, don't want to get up, want to wake up. Yeah, and it's that's very unfortunate and it's very it's very sad. But for me, I don't feel that. I don't feel like that. Like I love getting up and knowing the first thing that I'm gonna do is go to the gym. Mm. Oh first I get have a lovely cold shower. <laughs> um and then I go to the gym. I love that because yeah, I love to train. Mm. And I think that's just what I've done and how I've set up my life is everything I do, I enjoy, I love. Uh, there's nothing that I do that I don't like. If I don't like it, I won't put, and it's not there. <laughs> mm. um, so that, you know, maybe something for some of us to start thinking about and, you know, are we living a life that we want to live? Mm. Um, are we paying for a life that we want to live? And if not, why? Mm. Why? Why? What, what changes can you make right now? Yeah, so that could be things like maybe start getting up a bit earlier. You know, mm. maybe you don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to have a cold shower. You don't have to go to those extremes. But I will say, I haven't been sick in a long time um, since having cold showers. Wow. Um, but, you know, just little things, little things that you can start hopefully enjoying life a bit more because, you know, and again, this is from, I, I will acknowledge that I love a very blessed life, I will say. Mm-hmm. As I, I didn't grow up poor. Mm-hmm. I grew up with I grew up with food. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was just instant noodles. Mm-hmm. But food is 
you know, I grew up with a whanau that loved me. Yeah, queer. You know, there's not much to complain about there. No. Um, even without, you know, knowing my my deal or mm. could bring of my life. Um, and why? There's nothing you can do about it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know now. I made those, uh, you know, I made those steps in queer. Now I now I do know my my deal and I do and I'm, I am connected to my Māori Tano Maitūpuna all of those things. Um, but that would be something that I would just encourage, you know, for for everyone, you know. Uh, and life is, isn't always going to be sunshine and rainbows, yeah? mm. uh, but there's no harm in trying. Yeah? Awesome. What's the biggest benefit you've found so far in running your own business for, not only you, but for your whanau? Okay, absolutely. Is, and kill, right? yeah, I don't even think I answered the last question. Um, well, yeah, I went on a complete tangent. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, again, because I am not tied in a nine to five, mm. um, I, well, we we can, you know, we can um, homeschool our girls. So, you know, we spend every day with our babies. That's so cool. Um, because, you know, one day, you know, they're going to be older. Yes. And they're going to be too cool for, for mama and papa. <laughs> uh, and quite, you know, they're going to go off and you know live their lives. Um, but I think it is, and I would love for people to maybe comment on this podcast or this uh, video or this thread mm. and you share when it does happen that when you realise that, oh, like there's no limit on how much money I can make. Mm. I'm not I'm not bound by my hours or I'm not bound by my salary amount Mm. that was the first thing I think I realized like I I I was like eight months into business and I hadn't made any money through Māori Millennia so it was like it was just like a passion project when I first started and I didn't really consider it a business really when I first started um but as I kept on going and you know being able to make money became so much bigger I was like, there's so many people in you like in New Zealand that we just see and we walk past and they have access to like millions of dollars to just, you know, pull out to Kopapa that they they feel like it. And yeah. it it really is like that. Like there's so much putia that we we don't even know, we've never seen. Like there's so much. Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think on there too is, you know, one one quarter on there. So, you know, it could be just, you know, maybe you want to start a lawn mowing thing. You go and mow a few people's lawns on your mm. you know, on your street, on your mm. road, community. Yeah, there's a few extra dollars that you can make there. Um, and then maybe you want to start paying the the nephew. Yeah, mm. go, go mow these lawns and then you take a little cut. Look yeah. at that. You don't want to spend any time on that one. Yeah. Uh, and you still made a bit of puja, but you know, in there it's, it was the realization that you're limited. Ooh, oh, there's a few quarter in here, but one is you're limited as to how much you can save. You can only save so much. Mm. If you have a hundred dollars, mm. you can't save the whole thing because you need to eat, yeah. you need to pay rent, yeah, you need petrol, all of these things. But so that's limited as to how much you can save, but how much you can make is unlimited there is no limit on that mm. yeah. but on there too is and you know talking 
again about the game, this game you know, of life. And it's, we quite often um, look at the systems that are in place, whether they be parliament, society, all of these different things. And one of the things that is so impressive about what has happened is they have taken an unlimited product, let's say, money. Mm. You know, people can just write on the screen, type on the screen, how much money, ah, oh, there is. Yeah, it's all, as, as uh, Matsuoropata refused to, fake. It's all mm. fake. There's nothing. Yeah. But they have taken this unlimited resource and they have made it to seem more important than something that is absolutely limited, mm. which is time. Your time will end. Yeah. And we place this money, this endless resource, all the way up here. Mm. And we pay no mind to our lives. We pay no mind to the time we spend with our family. That's where we actually want to be. Mm. But where we spend all our time is chasing this thing. That's not even real. <laughs> yeah. And it, it is, you know, when we look at it as a, uh, and I don't know, for, for my wife and I, maybe it's just this rogue uh, sense from the both of us, but it just fires us up. It just absolutely fires us up. And, you know, for us, it's, uh, we will not allow our babies to go through the world mm. thinking everything's all good and not showing them these things that we've come across. Um, ah. That's something I think a lot of parents like aren't doing as much these days is bringing their their kids along their journeys with them and that's something that my mum did when she bought her first home and she kind of like not forced me but you know when you're a solo mum you just bring your kid everywhere so I went to those bank appointments with her the lawyers like all of those different um things and so like when I was like 10 it was like I was going through like a a first home ownership process and so those are, those are definitely really good things that I think that a lot of like parents, it's probably because, you know, we're more busy now and people have less time and all of these things that they aren't, they aren't able to do that. But I think there's like a real value in being able to show children, you know, what adults see. Oh, absolutely. And I think in there too, you know, there's no... There's no real benefit, not from my perspective, as mm. to hiding or keeping those things from me. Mm. Out on the, you know, like, mm. We're the same. So, you know, I also uh, teach night classes. Mm. Yeah, and quite my wife, my babies come to all of them. Cool. Yeah. Um, so they, they sort of like, you know, the what's on the, and they, these are the things that I didn't get to do. Yeah, so my wife was raised by her co master. Um, so she would you know, go with them to all their hui, go with them to all their kaupapa, and that's that's awesome for me to be able to do that with my community. Um, you know, for them to be since they were born surrounded mm. by um, they always with their parents, uh, always with their kuya, um, and queer. Mm. We really are like the product of those we surround ourselves by. So if we're able to, you know, bring our kids to co-papa like this then that just it's just going to rub off on them and you know they're going to be able to grow up knowing so many people so many networks and so many different connections that will just help them on their journey so you're right actually I don't know any cons to kind of like 
inviting kids to our our lives and and teaching them and showing them how how the world works. Ah, well, yeah, and you know, I suppose only to us. So I always encourage you know our, my my tawira, you know, I suppose to, to bring their tamariki as well. Mm. Tamariki is going to do what tamariki do. Yeah, they're, they're going to be noisy and and loud, ah, but that's yeah. just what they do. Ah, absolutely. But you know what's most important is that they see you working. They mm. see you doing these things to be better, mm. you know, to improve your life, to improve their lives. Um, and I suppose for, for my Tamiriki, part of it is I want, and it's, you know, we'll, we'll eventually we'll have to teach them not to react, you know, for the people that, that do encounter and they don't know about money, they don't know about taxes, they, they don't know about these things. Mm. Um, to come from a place of compassion as opposed to well, what some of us, you know, maybe used to, and, and as a place, oh, you didn't know that? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like a hee-hee. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, are there any, do, I don't even know if you did share your tips, but tips for, for your dangatahi, for young people wanting to do get into running their own business or homeschooling their kids or, you know, living a life, what I see it is is being authentically you and, one of the things that I really want or what I think that Putia is able to do is we're able to really like do the things that are important to us before we have Putia. So whatever you are before you have Putia, it kind of just gets like heightened with Putia. And so if we if we value our whānau time, if we value our order, then with Putia, those things will get better. If we're already living a you know unhealthy lifestyle or we're already doing this, then with Putia, we'll just make it worse. So how have you been able to kind of do this like you know wake up at 4am and 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 run your business and homeschool your girls and do this absolutely absolutely you know I think that's um well you know as as some you know we'll see um money does not make it the man and absolutely you know it really just enhances what you are, what you do. And so mm. if you're, you know, gats with money for you, you're going to be real, you're going to be real gats with a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, so I have, and some may see it as it's not very good, but again, you know, but some may not be for you. Um, but I try um, to, well, not try, I just I just do. But I, I usually don't make comment um on let's see why in these spaces female spaces because i'm not one <laughs> mm-hmm. so I, I know nothing about the the female experience and all of that um so i can only come from the, the masculine point mm-hmm. and i would say that or i know it's uh, the world is very different yeah, the world is very different from even when i grew up um you know with all this instagram tiktok Bukamata, all of these things and you see the flashy lives I would say um, go and do the hard stuff first. As you as you said, go and do the hard stuff first. Me, my resume would look terrible, absolutely terrible. You know, by the time I had found a job, I didn't mind. Um, I probably had like 20 different jobs, 20, 30 different jobs. Um, and that wouldn't look very good from an employer perspective. 
but for me as an experience life that that is um yeah it's gonna be priceless mm-hmm. absolutely priceless yeah, and this will, this will be something that i will also encourage for my girls to do like you know they'll go into the the fast food jobs you know uh, the management jobs the admin bookkeeping all of these different things one so that they know i absolutely don't want to do that i really mm-hmm. don't <laughs> like there are a lot of jobs you know so um a lot of my jobs earlier on were very um physical you know laboring mm. and you know i would see the older men that i would mm. work with Bro, oh, you're yeah. like 40 you're hunched over and i was like i don't want that i don't want no. that lot uh so you know for a lot of you who may be or may be in physical fields you know part of that is just the thinking like the hard-working men you know they're the you know the backbones of society and the the ones in the offices they're soft mm-hmm. the ones in offices they're going to be working till the day they die yeah and they want to because they can mm. yeah. um but you know again it's see you know paying attention to what we're seeing paying attention to what we're thinking and then actually listening to it mm. paying attention to it you know so don't don't see these 30 40 year olds who who can barely walk pain free and think oh no i'm different you're Mm. not learn from learn from what you're saying is it is it what you're saying well absolutely and only you know so but on the other side is you know i also want my girls to to do those jobs to do those types of jobs so they learn to respect everyone no matter what your job is, no matter where you're from, no matter what you're doing, everyone is a person. Mm. I think you learn so much working those jobs and it was probably the biggest reason why like, I was able to, like, I didn't really finish high school, but kind of finished high school, was um, <laughs> being in those jobs because I thought the whole time I was like, no, I need to be able to figure out another way to make money because I do not want to wash dishes for the rest of my life. It's not fun. And it stinks. <laughs> oh, clear. absolutely. And that you might know, going, you know, quite a quite a way back and back to our that Kiwi saver portal. Whilst we're on the Copa Bowl, you know, that. I would say the way that it is now in regards mm-hmm. to, you know, first homes, um, first home grants and all of that, um, I would I would highly recommend um, you know, setting yourself up with a Kiwi saver. Mm-hmm. Um, why not? You know, as as you mentioned, so I think my wife and I actually clicked on because you shared about the uh, one thousand one hundred or something uh, every year. As long as you have that bare minimum, oh, yes. uh, the government will also um, yeah. Also, if you add five hundred and twenty-one dollars in, the government will add one hundred four two in. So it's like fifty cents for every dollar you put in. So that's like a what a hundred percent return or a two. I don't know, something, but it's a lot, like, for what you get. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so it makes sense. Mm. Uh, and I know it's not it's not the initial for Carl. Uh Definitely wasn't for me. Mm. Uh, you know, oh, I'm young, all good. I'll make it up later. Yep. <laughs> Just start now. Start now. Um, take it from, from experience. Start now. Um, mm. Because, you know, when I before I met my wife, before I had my tamariki, me, I would work one day a week maybe um and i would just do it just enough to pay my food rent pay my gym 
that was my life. That's all I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for and then I met my wife. And we had our first baby, and then that really kicked me into gear. Mm. Um, and I would say some of us need that. You know, some of us really need that um, a reason, a purpose, you know, to do these things. Mm. Um, and I know that that's, that's not at the forefront for our thing necessarily. You, know, you want to go have fun, get by. That's fine. But make sure you set these things up as well. Mm. Um, it just makes sense. You know, if the government is going to give you, as you mentioned, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I think it is a 200% return on it. Mm. Why not? Makes sense. Makes absolute sense. And then you can use that money to go towards your first buddy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, but in the, you know, so the quarter that I was saying that was isn't necessarily for everyone. As probably once my wife and I do actually take that money mm. for our first buddy. Um, we probably won't do the Kiwi Saver after that. Mm. Um, just for me, I personally, it won't matter because I'm going to be working for wherever. I'd rather move that into other investments. Uh, that will make me a lot more money. Mm. Um, ah, but again, that's not for everyone. Yeah, that that quarrel isn't for everyone. Um, particularly the way uh, you know, governments are. No, I think there's a, a lot of people that don't trust the government and it's not by, I mean, it's figure for a lot of people to not, you know, and I think a lot, like I made this TikTok about the KiwiSaver First Home Partners Scheme and I think there's like five comments on it of people saying the government's a scam. Um, and, <laughs> you know, like people don't even want to like look into something if if we already think, if we already... If we already have um that disbelief or you know we don't have that trust then we're not going to look a little bit deeper okay yeah absolutely but i think you know even as you know i don't mean it in a disrespectful way I mean, obviously you know we are all special in regards to society humans Seeing it from a different perspective, that life is just a game. Mm. Life is a game. Yeah. And I don't mean that to be insensitive, like, you know, because mm. there's so many things that are important. How can you say that's a game? I don't mean it to, but it is. Yeah, mm. it, really, it really is. It really is. Uh, and when you think of that as um, things repeat, history repeats itself. Mm. Yeah, and one thing that I think uh, that or, or Matsua, that's what Ropata shared, was the origins of tax, mm. yeah, how it started. Yeah, it was that they first said that they would, they announced that they would start by taxing the rich. Tax mm. is just to tax the rich. And then eventually it, it found its way down mm. to the systems that we have now. And, um, you know, I can, and part of it too, I would say where that trust or mistrust comes from. And it's something that I, I do, I live by since... I don't even think I learned it. It was just natural. It was just natural for me. Was I don't listen to people who don't love the way I want to love. Mm. I don't listen to people who don't look the way I want to look. Yeah, as simple as that. Uh, and you know, I think we—that's probably where that mistrust comes from. Because mm. one, like you're not us. Mm. Not just Maori, not just Pāngia, but within a. Uh, I suppose a financial realm, but you're not us. 
Mm. There's very few I would say dead up in Dawi. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's not them. But really, um, as in, they are probably one of, you know, and not to, not to speak ill of anyone, but mm. you know, what would, um, and I don't know their backgrounds necessarily, but just from a um, face value, let's say, you know, um, what would the likes of Christopher Luxon you know of people like us? Nothing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I didn't grow up poor. Yeah. Um, I, I had a great upbringing, you know, so I can't speak on the experiences of someone who who did. Mm. They, maybe, maybe they grew up in a, a, for lack of a better term, like a shack mm. out in the country somewhere. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I can't speak on that experience. Yeah. So I don't know why anyone would listen to me talk about mm. that because yeah. I know nothing about it. Um, oh, but I would say that that would be where a lot of the mistrust would come from. Um, but on there too, well, whilst we're in there, um, I would say it's very interesting that the tax, the actual who gets taxed, is a bigger kaupapa then. Where is it going? Yeah, and that that is that is a big one because I think the average wealthy person is taxed at like eight percent. Meanwhile, you know, people who are earning what like fifty k, their tax rate goes up to like twenty percent, something. Um, I think that is a really important kopapa, and I think it's quite complicated because we obviously can't change it. But you know, if we had it my way, <laughs> it wouldn't be like this. Mm. Ah, but I would say in there too is you know, and this like obviously I don't want I don't want anyone to go out there trying to break rules and that. Um, but part of it is you know for anyone who is you know starting that little lawn mowing service, uh, who does want to perhaps start out with a sole tradership, you know if you just moved or converted part of your fare into an office, a mm-hmm. room perhaps. Yes, you can now start claiming those things as expenses, you know. So let's say you use twenty percent of your fare, mm. um, and don't make this as advice. I'm not an accountant. No, yes. <laughs> um, these are just um, yeah. Right? Um, but if you were to convert twenty percent of your house to towards the business, then so you use that as your office, mm. well, you can now claim twenty percent of the expenses. Mm. Office, yeah, three yeah. percent of the power, rent, all of these things, Wi-Fi, mm. electricity, yeah, all of these things, and I would say, obviously, not everyone can do this. Yeah, not everyone can do this. Like, you can't do this if you just have a, if you just work a job. Yeah, yeah. unless you start contracting for them. Yeah, which is also an, another one that I think also provides those those benefits because you can also like contract out from a business. And then you can write off those things. So if you still want that kind of reliability of like, you know, working in that professional world, which a lot of people do, or maybe that's actually just what you enjoy doing, then contracting is a another really good idea, I think. And you can also charge a lot more than your hourly rate. Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, in there is, and this is probably the, where the waters will get a bit muddy, yeah, um, because at some point there yeah, we need to realize that something's not working here. 
Mm. And there are ones who are absolutely winning. Mm. There are some that are absolutely winning this game. What are they doing? Um, because you know, within a lot of a lot of um people, I think I heard this from John Crock, you know, genius leaves clues. Mm. Yeah. We, we may not want to refer to them as geniuses, yeah, but quite they're doing very well within this game. Um, so you know, I think we need to also look at what they're doing. How are they only paying eight percent? Mm. And how can we leverage ourselves to do that as well? Because mm-hmm. um, you know, I suppose that quarter as well. You know, if you can't beat them, join them. Yes, play the rich man's game, and that's all of what my kapapa is about. We need to because there's no point in just you know, not to say that a lot of us kind of are stuck in this victim mindset. You know, I really total like the crown did stuff Māori over but if we keep on you know if we keep on saying the same stuff over and over again we're not going to create better changes what we need to do is look at what they're doing and just replicate it duplicate it and that's what Māori Millionaire is showing Māori all of these Pākehā man's concepts on how to build wealth showing Māori how to do them so that we can do them and we can actually do it instead of just saying you know we've been We've been wronged and we've been, because we have, but just saying this over and over doesn't actually change any of those outcomes for our people. Yeah, Um, Absolutely. And, you know, it it probably does come from, um, I'm going to, I would say, our our genes. Mm. Uh, You know, because I can absolutely understand, you know, how some may be unable some from the older generations perhaps may be unable to, you know, to what they are mama, to release the mama and that pain. You know, those emotions, those feelings, I can absolutely understand that. Um, but, and, you know, again, this, nothing I say is to ever demean or mm. hurt people, but that, that's not for us to carry. Mm. Yeah, that's not for us to carry. But we can remember it, absolutely. Mm. If we can make sure we don't do it again, we can make sure it doesn't happen again. But you know, as you as you mentioned, there's no real benefit for us to hold on to that and do nothing else. Mm. Yeah. Um, we just need to acknowledge that we're we're a part of the game. Mm. That happened happened. That sucks. But you know, I highly, highly doubt that they are going to return. Um, everything that was taken from us. Oh, I, I and. Doubt. Fantasy lands. I just don't. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, like there's no way for for the solution. The solution has gone because you know, like people already own houses in Aotearoa. If if our funeral was to be returned to us, like we can't do that unless we were going to like kick the majority of the country out, which isn't going to happen. Like there's there's the solution has gone. The only way for us to create better outcomes is for us to look inward and develop self and, and work on all of those things. Yeah, we absolutely do. And I think part of it too would be, you know, and I tell again, you know, not to demean. Gee, I'm coming across like I'm very demean. But <laughs> it would be, are we ready? Would If that happened by some miracle, would mm. we be ready for that? Mm. You know, would we be ready? Because I can definitely... And that's seen within our quarter yeah, that you know people are on the fence about it. So some one are on one side, some are on the other. But 
we are we refer to ourselves as Maori. Mm. You know, when we move into our boundaries, yeah, we are definitely Tarawa, we are definitely Tungoi. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that, well, that's how you do it over there. That's not how we do it. Mm. This is how we do it. Yeah. Um, so in the, you know, I can definitely see that it's it's I just I'm just absolutely don't see it happening. I think it's a absolutely a noble cause, but I can't. <laughs> I think you know our, our efforts and that time would be much better suited to preparing our people mm. to acknowledge that we're in the game. This is how it is. This is how we can put our best foot forward. Mm. Awesome. Um I, I know that we're approaching like probably over an hour of recording now, so my editor's going to be super happy. Um, before we start to wrap things up, is there any kind of final words of wisdom or any tips or tricks or anything like that that you want to share with the audience listening in today? They're not often to be I don't know about wisdom. I know about wisdom. <laughs> but part of what... I suppose I have to um, sort of come to terms with as <laughs> yeah, that in regards to learning te reo Māori. Yeah, learning te reo Māori is not everyone is going to be, you know, hit the floor, bang, 100Ks mm. an hour. Not everyone is going to be like that. Yeah, so for me, I suppose part of it is acknowledging that and being okay with that you know that people mm. are going to at different paces they're going to move at different times um but i think a part of it too is we are and this is all part of that game you know, that some of us are trapped mm. in a space that we can't see a way out of mm. and you know we, we're trapped on this little wheel that just keeps turning keeps turning and that being sort of the pursuit and money to pay for a life you don't want, pay for a life you don't enjoy. Um, and I know we we want to offer the best for our tamuhi, you know, we want to offer the best for our mokuna. Mm. But at some point, you know, we need to realise that it's not working. Mm. We need to tap something. Yeah. And I'm not saying te reo is that. I'm not saying that te reo Māori is what's going to change it. It definitely could be, yeah, mm. because, you know, my life is... A complete contradiction to that portal that Te Reo Māori Rukichinowi. Mm. Te Reo Māori is everything that I do. Te yeah. Reo Māori is my entire life. It created my family. I've built the many connections and amazing network that I've built. Well, yeah, so potentially it could absolutely be that Te Reo Māori, learning Te Reo Māori, learning Tikanga Māori, becoming aware of your whakapapa, going back to your marae, all of these different things and that these could be the little thing that's missing. Mm. Well, they seem little, but it's actually the, the massive change that you need within your life. Um, and queer. Ah, but, you know, I think, unfortunately, at the moment, it's how people see it as, an, as it's either money or te reo. Mm. Uh, or money or my Māori tanga. Yeah, all of these different things. But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't mm. have to be. Um, ah, in queer, I suppose, and then have both. Hmm. 
Awesome. Well, tēnei te mihi nui ki a koe. Thank you so much for, for taking time out of your day. I mean, this is probably like you've already been awake for like a long time today. It's like the end of the day, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. And I hope everyone today listening in has um, learned so much. I have, and I'm going to be walking away super inspired. And I, I really do um, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much for, for reaching out and uh, for having a call with me. Uh, to those listening, I apologize for some of my bow bow or some of my uh for my me shifting off Kopapa. Um I hope you don't mind Tene, but I thought I would just throw in a little plug in there as well. Um for anyone who is interested in learning Te Reo Māori, um please head over to our website at the online real agency, um, where we do offer a range uh, of opportunities to learn Te Reo Māori. Um, so queer, so we can really suit and cater to all types yeah. and um, for those who also would also like to uh, engage with in translations or interpreting services, we are also able to facilitate that. Awesome. And what's your Instagram handle for, for those wanting to go and follow on social media? Uh, I think they all should be online or agency. Cool. Uh, so you can find us on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, yeah, I don't know. Awesome. Thank you so much. Then I'll be doing.